today at the First Love Ministries with the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. We are having a Messy Church Sunday. You will hear the podcast start out with Kinder Angels singing. There will be gospel and scripture reading read by children in the congregation. And instead of a sermon, there will be a story presented by Pastor Siobhan Warren, Jonathan Warren's wife. God bless and may you have a successful week. As we looked at this candle, we celebrate the peace that we find in Jesus Christ. Thank God for the peace you give. 
as you raise in Christ from the dead. We pray that you will be present with us. Help us today and every day to worship you, to hear your word, and do your will by sharing your peace with each other. We ask this in the name of the one who is the one who has Amen. The Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. Let us listen to the word of God. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they had lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to the public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 2 and 8 to 11. Let us listen to the word of God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then 
opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is the word of the Lord. In Messy Church, instead of a sermon, we like to tell a story. What do you think about that, guys? Does that sound like a good idea? Am I standing too close to that microphone, maybe? (laughs) So today we're going to tell a story, and it's by a pastor named Barbara Brown Taylor called Home by Another Way. And at the very beginning of our story, it has the scripture verse that we just read, that Jeffrey read for us. And it talks about the three wise men who came to see Jesus. So I have a copy here, and there's a big copy up there so you can see the pictures better. Our story says, once upon a time, there were three very wise men who were all sitting in their own countries, minding their own business, when a bright star lodged in the right eye of each one of them. The star was so bright that none of them could tell whether it was burning in the sky or in their own imaginations, but they were wise enough to know it did not matter all that much. The point was, something beyond them was calling them, and it was a tug they had been waiting for all their lives. Each in his own country had tried books, had tried magic, had tried astrology. One had lived on nothing but dried herbs boiled in water. Another had spent his entire fortune learning how to read and write in an ancient language. The third had learned to walk on hot coals, though it did nothing for him beyond the great sense of relief he felt at the end. Despite their best efforts, all three of them still felt that something was missing. They were all glad for a reason to get out of town, which was clearly where the star was calling them, out away from everything they knew how to manage and survive out from under the reputations they had built for themselves, the high expectations, the disappointing returns. And so they set out one by one, each believing that he was the only one with a star in his eye, until they all ran into one another on the road to Jerusalem. From a distance, each thought the other to be a mirage at first, a twinkling reflection made of vapor and heat. But as they drew near to one another, they saw the star that they had in common, like a tattoo or a secret handshake, something that made them brothers before they spoke. They all believed the star was leading them to Jerusalem. And this made perfect sense because they had every reason to believe they were on their way to meet a king. They had no trouble gaining entrance to the palace. They looked rich, and that was enough to get them a royal audience. But the king they met was something of a disappointment. He was lumpy and rumpled and had terrible breath. The guards on either side of him shook in fear of their king, so much that their spears rattled against their shields. Without even comparing notes, the wise men knew that he was not the person they were looking for. Do you know any other kings in this general area, they asked him. He had been picking at his fingernails until then, letting them know how bored he was, but their question got his attention. He looked right at them for the first time. 
And that is when he saw the star in each of their eyes. His own eyes grew perfectly round like the eyes of a snake. The king asked the wise men if they would please excuse him for a moment. Then he stepped into his private chamber and conferred with his clergy. They whipped out their old reference books, which smelled of mold, and they told the king what he wanted to know. They said, yes, there was something in the book of Micah about a new ruler for Israel, but nothing to get excited about. It was short. It had been there for a long time. It was unlikely that the men in the other room were fulfilling that prophecy. But sure, why not? Send the wise men to Bethlehem to check it out and save the king a little money instead of doing his own research. And so that is what the king did. He gargled, combed his hair, and went back to tell the wise men that they should go to Bethlehem at once with his blessing on one condition, that they would come back and tell him who his successor was so he could um, send flowers to the new king. His breath smelled like pine saw when he said it, which made the wise men feel queasy. They knew something was not right, but once they were back out in the night air, they could see the star in the sky again, and it set their minds at rest. They followed it right to the doorway of a one-room house in Bethlehem. It was a perfectly nice place, modest but well-built, though not the kind of place they had expected to find a king. A dog was sniffing the woodpile under the eaves in hopes of a mouse. Someone was practicing the lute next door, going over the same notes again and again. The smell of dinner was still in the air. Wheat cakes cooked on a griddle, greased with sheep's fat, and lentils with lots of garlic and rice. The place looked so simple, they might never have chosen it themselves. But since the star had chosen it for them, they knocked. And when the door opened, the couple standing behind the door almost died of fright. Not that the wise men noticed. With their arms full of gifts, they crowded into the small space, bumping their turbans on the rafters and snagging their robes on the rough furniture. All they could see was the baby, who was not afraid and whose right eye shone with the same star they had seen before they left home. It was him, whoever he was. They did not have a clue, but they knew what to do. They got on their knees and they bowed their heads. Then they gave him the things they'd brought for him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All the wrong things they could see now. Things he had no use for. They should have brought him goat's milk, a warm blanket, something shiny to hang above his crib. But how could they have guessed? The parents were gracious. They thanked the strangers for their expensive gifts and held them up for the baby to see. Then, to the wise men's complete surprise, the child's mother picked him up and handed him around. So each of them held that damp, soft, living weight in his arms. When they were finished admiring him, she took the baby back, nursed him, and put him to bed. And then before the light coming through the window of the house had entirely gone out, the three wise men fell asleep right where they sat. In the morning when they woke, the wise men could not find their stars anywhere. They searched each other's eyes, but the stars were gone. 
Frantically, they looked in all the corners and under the chairs. The baby's mother even shook out his blankets, but still no stars. Soon the wise men calmed down and said, Never mind, we do not need them anymore. They had found what they were looking for, something they could not lose. As much as they hated to, they added, they had better be on their way. They would not be going back through Jerusalem, they said. All three of them had woken from the same identical dream, warning them to steer clear of the city. If anyone in Jerusalem knew anything at all, they would be here instead of there. Besides, none of the wise men's old maps worked anymore. They would have to find a new way home. So the wise men picked up their packs, which were lighter than before. They lined up in front of the baby to thank him for the gifts he had given them. What in the world are you talking about? The baby's mother said, laughing. For the scent and weight and skin of a baby, said the first wise man, who had no interest in living on herbs anymore. For this home and the love here, said the second wise man, who could not remember how to say it in the ancient language. For a really great story, said the third wise man, who thought that telling it might do a lot more for him than walking on hot coals. Then the wise men walked outside, stretched, kissed the baby goodbye, and went home by another way. There's that star. So we have a Christmas star in our church. Did anybody see that star? That starts to remind us of the star in our Bible story and in the story we just read. And it reminds us of the star that was in the sky over baby Jesus' manger or where he lived. And the three wise men came and brought him presents. They brought in things that were really, really expensive. Gold, we know what that is. And frankincense and myrrh are like perfume, like really, really expensive perfume. And in our story, it said, those weren't good presents for a baby. If there was a new baby in your family, would you give them perfume and gold? No, you'd give them maybe a stuffy or a blanket, right? But Jesus' family could use those expensive things for money for them to live on. And so it turned out to be a good present after all. So when we look at this star in our church, or when we hear about the star in the Christmas story, we can remember these wise men and how they knew about Jesus, even though they lived far, far away And we can remember they brought him presents. And that's part of the reason that we give presents on Christmas is because of those presents of baby Jesus and the present he gives to us by being our Savior. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at first presjacks.org That's office at F-I-R-S-T P-R-E-S J-A-X dot O-R-G Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. 
Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.